0: Father, thank you so much for the fact of what we've just been singing, that there is no one like you. And all the glory, all the praise, all the honor belongs to you. We live in a world where as human beings, we're trying to get all the glory often for ourselves. We want people to see us. We want people to think that we're successful. We want people to think that we've made it. We want people to to honor us for what we do, and in reality, all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to you. Without you, we are nothing. Without you, we don't even get the breath that we breathe. So continue to remind us this morning as we spend some time together in your word of who you are, how great you are. It's my prayer, my heart's desire that we would see Christ and we would only see Christ this morning as we look in the Word of God. Thanks for the freedom we have to study the Word this morning. I pray that our hearts would be ready, that your spirit would be free to to lead us toward you. Help us to go there willingly this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. We are starting a new study this morning. Uh, We Mike and I are always looking ahead and planning ahead and, and trying to figure out what's next and where we need to go next, and we like doing book studies. And so this morning, we are going to start a 40-plus week study. Now, don't let that get you all uh, discouraged. It's going to be exciting. Uh, week study in the book of Hebrews. And uh, Hebrews is one of those books that often we look at or we start reading it, and we're like, boy, I don't know, there's a lot in that, there's there's quite a bit of stuff in that that, that I'm not really sure if I understand it all, and uh, you're not going to under, understand it all when we finish, just so you know. Um, the, the interesting thing about Scripture is that the longer we read Scripture, the longer we spend time in the Word of God, the more we get to know who God is, the more we understand His character, But also at the same time, the more we realize we don't understand. And God is constantly revealing Himself to us through the Word of God. And really, the book of Hebrews, that's what's going to happen. Hebrews is one of those books that you can look at, and it's a study really about who Christ is and how great Christ is. And if you want a theme for the book of Hebrews, you might write across the top Christ is better. You could could put that Christ is everything across the top of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews was written as an open letter. And what I mean by that is there's not a defined audience. Now, we know that the major audience that read the book of Hebrews and that he refers to in the book of Hebrews are Hebrew Jews but we're not given a place or a town like so many of the books that are to, written to a church in a very specific place. This was an open letter. And so we know that a lot of this is it's going to apply across the board to us, and as Scripture does anyway, but this was an open re- letter written mainly to, to some Hebrew Jews, and we know that, that a lot of them were believers in Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 says it this way, although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk, not solid bread not solid food. So we know that the author was writing this to a a group of people who had come to know who Jesus Christ was and is, and yet they hadn't grown quite the way they should. And, And the author takes a moment and says, hey, by this time, you shouldn't just know a little bit of truth. You should be teaching others the truth. We know from multiple references within this book that it was written to some who believed in Jesus intellectually. They believed that Jesus was a great teacher. He was a really important person. He, he may even be God. And intellectually, they would give assent to that, but they didn't have a personal relationship with him. And there's all kinds of references that we're going to get into that talk about that. We also know that this book was written to some people who were not believers at all. They didn't believe that Jesus was God and that Jesus was the answer. And there are references that the author gives us within this book that call people to Jesus and say, Look, this is the payment. He is the payment for your sin. He is the answer. But we know this about these Hebrew believers, these Jewish believers. We know that these believers were struggling in their faith. Hebrews chapter 10, let me read a couple verses from there as we start. He says this, just listen, they're not on the screen. It says this, remember the earlier days when, after you had been enlightened, in other words, you understood who Jesus was, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to taunts and afflictions, and at other times you were companions to those who were treated that way. For you sympathized with the prisoners and accepted with joy the confiscation of your possessions, because you know that you yourselves have a better and enduring possession For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you will receive what is promised. So we know that this group of Hebrews, these Jewish believers, they were taunted, they were persecuted for their faith. Not only that, but their possessions were taken from them because they believed in Jesus Christ. Remember, this is early on in the beginning of the church. The church would have been called the way. And as they begin to follow Jesus Christ, they're, they're putting their life on the line for Jesus Christ and some of these Jewish believers who had lived with their family and worshipped together with their family were no longer allowed into the synagogue to worship with their family they were ostracized and put out of their community and their very very livelihood was taken from them as followers of Jesus Christ they had suffered and their whole Life had been flipped on its head. Now, I don't know what it was like for you when you came to know Jesus Christ, and maybe you're here this morning and you're checking out what a relationship with Christ was like, but it's not very often in our culture, in our setting, and in the town that we live in, that if we give our life or our heart to Jesus Christ, that all of a sudden our entire world completely changes. That doesn't happen that way today. It could happen. We may be headed back there, but at this point, it hasn't happened that way way you may lose some friends and maybe some family look at you and say you're nuts and maybe they said you were nuts before but not often do we lose everything when we follow Jesus Christ so the author of this book is going to take most of this book and he's going to remind these people these believers in Jesus Christ of what they actually have And who they really are because they are in Christ. This whole book, from start to finish, is going to remind us how Christ is better than anything and everything and anyone, that Christ is it. And throughout this book, you will compare and contrast the Old Testament law and the Old Testament covenant with the person of Jesus Christ and the new covenant that is found in who Jesus Christ is. We're not completely sure who the author of this book is. Some think it's Paul. Some think it's Apollos. Some think it may be another author. And it doesn't really matter, actually. And I think it may be significant that we don't know so that we just see Christ, not the author of the book. That may be why that happened that way, like I, God did that. But this morning, let's jump right in, and we're only going to look at the first three verses of this, of this book this morning. Chapter 1, the first three... B- verses. And quite honestly, I went to Mike this week as I was wrapping my sermon up and I said, Mike, we should have done 73 weeks or we should have done a lot more because there's not enough time this morning to look at these three verses in, in an appropriate manner. So we're going to just scratch the surface on this this morning. Would you just follow along as I read? Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, He has spoken to us by his Son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purifications for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. there's a lot there. Now the first fact that you must know is this, that these three verses could be studied for weeks in a classroom setting. And what we would be studying if we did that in a classroom setting is we would be studying Christology. We would be looking at the person of Christ And so much of Christology is wrapped up in just these three little verses. Now it's very interesting that this is just a cursory look at these verses and we're just going to scratch a little bit of the person of Jesus Christ, but he's going to, he tells us so much about who Christ is and he, he, he gives us the facts about Jesus Christ. And one of the facts that he gives us from the very beginning is that, that Christ is God. And you know, we've talked about that before, but we're going to hit that again this morning because it's major to the entire book of Hebrews verse 1 follow with me why don't you read it with me it'll help you to stay with me here we go long ago god spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times in different ways what do you notice about that verse i'm i'm going to teach you a, a little bit like a class here this morning what do you notice about god in that verse what did he do god speaks I need you to stop, and I need you to to get that this morning. What does God do? He spoke, and God speaks. That's different than the gods that most people serve. That's different than the gods that we put up on a pedestal. You say, hold it, hold it, I'm a Christian. I don't have... Well... What has your time and in your energy and and, and and all of your thought process? That's your God, by the way. Whatever it is that owns you, that's your God. And you may be a Christ follower. You may understand that you need a Savior, but you have another God this morning. You have somebody else that's got your time and your attention. You've got somebody else that's got your heart or something else that's got your heart. That's your God. But the God that the author's talking about here is this, the God. That this God, God Jehovah, God speaks to mankind. He's not off on his own somewhere else watching what's going on. He didn't create and fling the world into existence and say, This is a great experiment. Let's see how it ends up. It's not what he did. God created the earth and he created us in his likeness. And from the very beginning of time, God spoke. And he speaks. God is not a silent God. And from Genesis to the end of Revelation, you will find that God shows up with humanity and he speaks. From Adam walking in the garden, do you remember that in in Genesis? That God walked with Adam and Eve and he communed with Adam and he spoke. They enjoyed their time together. And if you look at all the way through the Old Testament, God in different ways showed up and he spoke to mankind. And sometimes he did it face to face. Sometimes he used the prophets. Sometimes he used a donkey. But God spoke. God spoke to mankind. He's involved, He cares. He's not detached. He wants us to know him and what he cares about. He tells us. He reveals himself to us. He shows us his character because he speaks. Now, you have probably heard someone say, or you may have said yourself at some point, I wish God would speak to me. I wish God would make it clear what I'm supposed to do. By the way, he has already. If you're saying that this morning, man, I wish God would let me know what I'm supposed to do. He's already done it. God spoke and he speaks. And I'm going to show you that he completed his message. See, in the Old Testament when God spoke, he gave them partial, he gave them parts of the message. He didn't give them the whole message. And everything that he said to them in the Old Testament, he pointed them ahead to something that was going to happen and it was going to be wrapped up in a person. And that person was Jesus Christ. And all of the Old Testament, after Adam and Eve sinned, pointed ahead to the coming of a Redeemer, a Savior, a Messiah, one who would make their relationship right. And so every part of the Old Testament, every time God spoke in the Old Testament, he only gave them a portion of what the fullness was going to be, the person of Jesus Christ. And he kept pointing them ahead. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But God spoke. God spoke. He spoke to our ancestors. He spoke by the prophets. He spoke in different ways. He spoke many times, not once. He, he brought the prophets over and over and over to his people and reminded them of their need. As wonderful as the Old Testament was, it did not reveal the complete glory of God. Just like at night when we see the moon and we see it in its brightness and it looks wonderful, what do we know about what we're seeing? We're only seeing a what? A reflection of the sun. And all of what God said in the Old Testament was only a reflection of his incredible glory. It was only a small, dim picture of what could be And what would be. Look at verse 2 with me. Because this is where it gets really interesting. In these last days. In the days that we're living in. He has spoken to us. How? By his son. God has appointed him heir over all things. And he made the universe through him. God now goes from many ways of speaking to us in the past. To one way. Of speaking to us now. Galatians 4 4 says this When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law and jesus through the gospels reveals the very heart of god the whole of what god had in mind for all of humanity the love the mercy the grace the judgment all is revealed in the person of jesus christ john 15:15 15, 15 says this i don't call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what the master is doing i have called you friends because i have made known to you everything that i heard from the father when jesus came. He said, look, you're no longer going to be in the dark because everything that the father has in store for you, I'm going to show you. It's going to be made known to you. I've got it for you. All the stuff you were waiting for, all that the prophet said, I'm going to show that to you. And then Mike used this verse last week when he was talking about the Holy Spirit in John 14, but a counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in Jesus' name, will teach you all things and remind you everything that I have told you. Did you notice in both of those verses when Jesus talks and then the Holy Spirit talks, he says this, look, there will be nothing left out that you need to know. I will show you all things, everything. And how does he do it? How does he show us all that? Well, the entirety of the Bible points to one person. Who is it? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Everything written before Christ points ahead to his coming. And everything written after Christ points back to the fulfillment of the promise of God to mankind. Jesus Christ. But let's stop for a minute and go back and look at verse 2 once again. Because I don't want you to miss this. It's really important. In the last days, he spoke to us by his son. Stop right there. By his son. Mike and I have told you this before, that often our language, the, the English language, is incredibly weak in how we describe things, isn't it? I want you to see how this is actually written directly from the Greek into English. Okay, you ready? You can look at it. It's going to be on the screen. And I didn't write it wrong. This is exactly how it's written, okay? Here it is. In days of these, spoken to us, what's it say? In sun. That's not a mistake. It would be like me or you coming here and you said, I came to hear Pastor Tim speak and he spoke in sun french or he spoke in spanish or he spoke in english god spoke to us in son it's the language of god to mankind his son and what that means that's really really important because that what that means is this that the son jesus christ is God. Do you catch that? He didn't say, it's, it's not another person. That's not what he's saying here at all. And often when we think of the Godhead, we think of the Godhead in tears and we think of God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. That's not how it is. The Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit are all one. They are one person. And so this verse is so unique and so incredible because what it's saying is this. In the last days, God is speaking to us in Son. In other words, everything that is revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ is the person of God himself. Did you catch that? I'm going to say it again because I don't think everybody did. Everything that we see in Jesus Christ... Is God. All the characteristics, all the personhood, he is revealing himself in person to us. Why does that matter? Well, if you remember back in the Old Testament when God came to Moses, could Moses look directly at God? He couldn't, could he? Do You remember that? When the law came? He couldn't. Because almighty God is holy and we could not look on him. For who he is, and God looked ahead in time, and He said, "Look, I want to be able to communicate to mankind exactly how much I love them and I care for them, and how much mercy and grace I have for them. And the only way they're going to do it is if I come and I and I speak to them in son. It's the language that they will know and understand. It is humanity." And so God revealed himself in son. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God in son. Do you get what I'm saying? This is so important because in times past, God spoke to us in many ways through our ancestors, through prophets, through visions, through deep dreams. He gave predictions. He talked to mankind and he said, look, I am coming. I am coming. I am sending a Messiah. And they didn't get it. They missed it. They missed it. They missed it. They missed it. And so God looked ahead and he said, look, the only way I can do this is if I speak to them in son. If I reveal myself to them. And they can see me. And they can touch me. And they can know my heart. If we want to know the heart of the Father, if we want to know God, if you're sitting here this morning and you say, I want to hear from God, I wish God would speak. He has. If you know Jesus, if you know the heart of Jesus, you know God. See, Jesus was not sent with a message from God. Jesus is the message from God. Did you catch it? He wasn't sent with. He was not an emissary. He's not an ambassador of. He is the very message of God because he is God himself. Everything that God has to say for us today is found in the person of Jesus Christ. All of his thoughts, all of his counsel, all of his will, all of his promises, all of his gifts, all of his characteristics are found in the person of Jesus Christ. If you are sitting here this morning and you are saying, I need answers to life. I wish I knew what to do next. I wish I knew what to do next with my kids. I wish I knew what to do next in my job. I wish I knew what to do next with my spouse. I wish I..." knew what to do next with my parents i wish i knew what to do next you can know because you can know christ and everything that you need to know is wrapped up in the person of jesus christ and we sit here as christ followers and we say yes christ is my savior but man i got to figure out life no you don't you've already figured it out Christ is the answer to your life, period. There is no other answer. It's not how hard I work. It's not what I look like. It's not the food I eat. It's not the people I hang out with. It's how much is Christ allowed to live in me? He is the person of God revealed to mankind. He is God on earth. He is the character and the person of God living and residing in us. That's what Scripture tells us. If you are looking for someone to give you an answer to life, you already have it. If you're a Christ follower, it is Christ Himself. The perfect life of Christ, His actions, His speaking, His care for people, His miracles, His love, His death, His resurrection, His defeating death are all God speaking in Son. To humanity. That I, God, am the answer. Let me finish this up. Verse 2 and 3, let me read them together so you see the broad picture of what God did here. In the last days, God has spoken... To us by his son or in son. God has appointed him heir over all things and made the universe through him. And the son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his word, his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of, on high. Look at these verses, they explain God himself. He made the universe. Look at Colossians 1. He is the radiance of God's glory, the exact expression of God himself. He's a picture of God himself. He sustains all things. Nothing moves, breathes, or has life without Jesus Christ. He sustains it all. He purified or paid the price for your sin. He redeemed us to himself, and he completed his work and sits at the right hand of the Father. He is the king eternal that's jesus god spoke to us in son and that and that is why we celebrate communion say what look communion is not just a symbol that says look there was a price that was paid for my, for my sin. Communion is reminding us again and again that God spoke in son. God revealed himself to us in his son. God gave us a perfect example of who he was and who he is and his character and his nature in the person of Jesus Christ. Why did the world hate him so much? Because he was God because he was holy, because everything he stood for was against what we stand for by our very natures. And God revealed himself in Son, in Jesus Christ to us, so that we could be made right with him. And so this morning, we're going to celebrate the fact that God came in Son, that God spoke in Son. And we're going to celebrate the fact that God in Jesus Christ had his body broken, his his perfect body, pure, holy, righteous. He had it broken for my sin and yours. And he shed perfect blood, the payment of sin, on a cross for my sin and for yours. But it didn't end there. See, God in son was God. <laughs> and he was able to do something that no one else in all of time has ever been able to do or will ever do. He, did, he defeated the price of sin. See, the Bible tells us this, that for as by one man's sin entered into the world, then death passed upon all men for all sin. See, the price, the payment of sin is your death and my death, and our death separates us from God. And so God in Jesus Christ did what no one else could do. He allowed his body that was perfect to be broken, his blood that was perfect to be shed, to pay the ultimate price, the price of my sin. And so this morning when we celebrate communion, it's truly a celebration. It's a celebration that God looked ahead and he saw us and he chose to come in son. So that we could be redeemed and have life. So as they pass out communion during this song, I want you just to pause for a moment. I want you to go ahead and take it. Take the the cracker as it comes as a symbol of his broken body. Take the cup as it comes as a symbol of his shed blood. And when you're ready, as those elements come, you go ahead and take those while this song is sung because it's a picture of what God did for us. Father, thank you. Thank you for these verses. Thank you for the powerful message that's found that you came (laughs) for us. You spoke in (laughs) Son, so that we could understand how much you love us and the grace that is ours. Thank thank you that the person of Jesus Christ is ours. And the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the same power of God in our life. Thank you for that. And this morning as we celebrate communion, as we celebrate the payment of our sin, remind us, remind us of who we have and who we are. In Jesus Christ, in your precious name we pray, amen.